Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Because we're supposed to be committed to something we know what else is committed to. Recorded live. It's hard to walk in integrity when no one else is walking in integrity. Listen, if they can get away with it, can I get away with just a little bit of it? But you see, God is asking us to commit to Him those important areas of our life. It says in Proverbs 16, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plan. You see, you can't keep a commitment on your own, but you can keep a commitment to a committed God. You see, God was committed to us even when there were many interruptions, even when we don't deserve to be committed to. God is committed to us. And he's saying, you've got those important commitments in your life. Give them to me. Focus on them. Believe that I'm going to assist you in those things. One version says it like this. It says, commit your actions to the Lord. And he will direct you. You see, commitment is not a wish. Commitment is an action. We have to put our plans into action if God is going to help us. If he is going to advance us in our commitment, we're going to have to take the step of faith. We're going to have to do our research. See, everybody wants to have a degree. Everybody wants those initials behind their name. But it takes commitment, even when you don't feel like going to school. Even when there's other things that are pressing, you don't want to study. It takes commitment. But it's those things in life that we're truly committed to that bring us the freedom and the joy. You see, our son Jonathan now, he could have chose not to apply himself. He could have chose not to commit himself. See, the truth is, we were both exhausted at first. He was tired of hearing me tell him to practice. I was tired of telling him to practice. When he committed himself, when he saw the rewards of the commitment, the commitment became easier. The serving the commitment eventually began to serve him. And that's the way commitment is. Commitment feels like a restraint at first. But commitment will eventually it will serve your purpose. See, I believe that God is waiting for us to take the step. He's not going to take the step for us. You now, my son, can play the guitar. Now he can sing with his guitar. Now he can enjoy what the commitment produced. Where it may have looked like I was stealing his freedom as a mother, he now gets to walk in a greater freedom. He gets to experience something he would not have experienced if he would not have committed to that. 
see, I'm using this as an example because there are many of you right now that are on the threshold of a new freedom, but you've got to make a commitment. You can't put one foot in and one foot out. You've got to go all in because that's what commitment takes. Commitment's going to cost you something. It's not free. It'll bring a greater freedom, but it is an investment that will pay off in the end. If you want people to look at your word and believe you and take you at your word and know your word is fine, then you have to keep the commitment that you speak about. You can't say something and then decide you're not going to do it. Listen, don't say anything at all. Because you know what? You can only be committed, truly committed to so many things. You can't be committed to everyone. You can't be committed to everything. But the things that you decide are important in your life and you're going to make a commitment, you need to go all in with that commitment. You need to give it to God. You need to recommit it daily. You need to think about the benefits of your commitment. Because, see, that's what's going to give you the power to continue. See, Jesus came to forgive us of our sins, but he also came to empower us with his power to keep our commitments, to keep our bonds, to keep strong families. Listen, if you want good relationships, you're going to have to be good to people when they're not being good to you. You're going to have to learn to overlook an offense. You're going to have to release bitterness. That's going to take commitment. That's going to take restraint. But on the other side of that costly commitment, is an amazing blessing. You're going to get to enjoy relationships, enjoy things that you would not have enjoyed before. I was talking to a gentleman the other day, and he loved his wife. He said, but surely there are some things that really she's not that lovable. I love so many things about her, but there are those moments. He says, but you know what? I love her anyway. And I looked at him, and I said, that's right. You made a commitment to love her, and that's why you're celebrating your 25th anniversary today. We look at those hard things instead of the good things. He decided to look at the good things about her, the things he loved about her, not a few of those things that were difficult. My encouragement. To us today is commit to the Lord. Commit those important things to Him. Renew that commitment on a daily basis. Put actions behind that commitment so that God can release His power in your life. And I believe there's freedom that you're going to experience that non-committed people will never experience. Amen? Amen. He's an awesome God. From New York Times best-selling author Joel and Victoria Oakley comes one of the most inspiring, most encouraging, and most anticipated daily devotionals for couples. Our best life together. Now available. The best way to stay together is to grow together. Pick up a copy. You'll love it. I know you'll enjoy it, so it's a resource for you and your family, and just we believe you're going to have great marriages, great relationships. We love you. Hope you will pick up a copy of Our Best Life Together. Our Best Life Together. Now available at JillRosteen.com. Pick up your copy today.
like to thank you for your support of our ministry this month. Joel and Victoria would like to send you a copy of Joel's new series, Five Ways to Live In this five-message audio resource from Joel, you'll discover that Joel's main faith are ahead of you, and there is no limit to God's favor, God's goodness, and God's blessings in your life. Request your copy of Five Ways to Live today at JoelLucene.com or call 800 your partnership makes this ministry possible. Your faithful and consistent monthly support makes you a champion of hope. The vision of Joel Osteen Ministries is to use every avenue available to present the hope of Jesus Christ to people everywhere. We know it is this hope and the transforming power of the gospel that makes an eternal difference in people's lives. To partner with Joel Osteen Ministries, visit joelosteen.com slash partner today. Get the inspiration and encouragement of Joel Osteen on your Android or iPhone today. This app makes it easy to watch Joel's messages on your schedule, wherever you are. Plus, you can jumpstart your day like a champion with daily devotionals, swipe through inspiring testimonies, find a great local church in your area, and so much more. All at your fingertips. Download the free app today in the App Store or Google Play for your Android phone, iPhone, or iPad. Whether you're home, at the office, or on the go, make today's word with Joel and Victoria part of your day. You'll be encouraged, challenged, and energized to grow in your relationship with God every morning. Visit joelosteen.com slash and register for your free daily devotionals from Joel and Victoria today. Tune in tomorrow morning for another broadcast of Wake Up to Hope with Joel and Victoria, right here, only on TVS. I want to say a few words about TBN. It is so crucial that we get the gospel to the world. Messiah said, the gospel shall be proclaimed to all the earth. This is the key. This is his great commission. The forefront is getting this to the nations, and TBN literally covers the globe with the gospel. I can bear witness when I have gone to other countries. I've been in England walking the streets, and people knew me there from one part to the other, and it was because of TBN. I saw how incredible the reach of this, this ministry is. It's incredible. And from the beginning, there has been uh, an open door. When the Harbinger came out, CBN uh, called up, said, we want this on there. This is prophetic. We want this thing to go forth. We are in the last days, and the most important thing we can do is do everything in our power that the world may hear the word of our Lord, Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. No hard work never killed anybody. Yeah. Mike Rowe here because somebody's got to do it. Saturdays at 9, 8 Central, only on TBN. Well, Hillsong Worship has released a brand new live worship album called There Is More. And it runs alongside a book that I've written also called There Is More. I believe all my heart that God has more for you. These worship nights, preaching nights are going to be incredible. I hope you get a ticket and you come along and to bring lots and lots of other people with you. It is not to be missed. There is more. 
Comes to us 
to know. And the Bible said, no, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, built an heart to the saving of his house, Noah worked by faith. Noah worked by faith. His faith affected his intelligence. Watch this. His faith has now become a communication device. Yes, that's right. Whoever said that had the proper reaction to that point. But I plan to say that. I plan for you to holler just like that. Because Noah's faith caused him to have intelligence that other people didn't have. But the Bible says, be warned of God. A faith is not yet seen. When you have faith, God will tell you things are coming before they come. I wish I had a witness somewhere in here. God will show you things that other people don't see. And since your faith affects your sensibilities, you don't try to live like your neighbors live because you know some things that your neighbor doesn't know. You have been warned of God of things not yet seen. That's why I don't understand why Christians are shocked about the way the world is going today. If you ever read your Bible, you would understand everything that happened just like God said it would happen in His Word. Noah being warned of God of things not yet seen moves with fear. As a leader, as a man, as a woman, as a head of a household, are you hearing things from God that affect how you move? Or are you moving according to the newspaper? Because the newspaper will change its headlines every day. God's news is still the same. Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear. He got in there. Now, this is the first time that we see fear and faith in the same sentence. Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear. In fact, it says, by faith. Noah being warned of God. He said, well, if he had faith, he would have fear. That's not true. I told you fear has an extra neighbor. Faith has an extra neighbor. They live right across the street from each other. And you have to be able to feel both of them. He moved with fear. But this is not the kind of fear that you have because of intimidation. This is the kind of fear that you have because of respect and reverence. He moved with fear. He took it seriously. He took the warning seriously. I want to ask you something. Are you just here? Or do you take this seriously? Do you take it seriously? Being more than God of things not yet seen, you ought to be working toward what is ahead of you, not what's behind you. You spend all of your energy 
just gonna do. You cannot fix. But the future, you have an opportunity to change. Your future will only live in what you did. God told him what was gonna happen, but he didn't build his ark. Are we asking God to do too much? Are we asking God not only to tell us what's next, but to build our ark for us? Have you been sitting around waiting on God to come down with hammers and nails and build your ark? And are you disappointed because he hadn't built it for you? He was never supposed to build your ark. He was not supposed to build your ark. He was not supposed to build your ark. It is your job to build the ark. It was his job to warn you. It was your job to build it. Just three people say, build your house. Tell them to build your house. Tell them to build your house. Talk to you on the internet. Tell them to build your house. Tell them to build your house. Stop crying about it. Oh, thank God, Lord, I did not bring that with the Lord. Don't do something because the Lord is sitting up there crying in heaven. Said, oh, God, look at how her life is not working out. When is she going to do something? Faith does not mean that God does your work. Faith does not mean that God does your work. Faith doesn't mean that you don't have fear. And faith doesn't mean that you don't have to work. Faith will not do your work for you. I'm waiting on the Lord to do something. You ain't on you to do something. In fact, your next action is God's trigger. I'm going to prove it to you by scripture. Your next action is God's trigger. Let me, let me, let me find it. Let's see. Blessed is a man who walks not in the council of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, in the law that he meditate both day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, that bringeth forth fruit in his own season. His leaf shall not wither. There it is. And whatsoever he shall prosper. Whatsoever he what? Shall what? God can't prosper what you won't do. If you don't build it, he can't bless it. Oh my God, I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody's getting ready to feel something that God is going to bless. If you build it, God will bless it. Touch your neighbor and tell them if you feel that God will bless it. If you build it, 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 God will bless it. But God can't bless what you won't build. God can't bless a ministry that you don't study. God is not going to study for you. He told you to study to show yourself approved. Don't work now to God that need not be ashamed. So I don't need you praying talking about give me the word or study the word. Lord did the building and God did the blessing. And they did it by faith. Are you building a life that God can bless? 
anything out of this. Oh my God, I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. Now you got to get rid of pride to do this because if you have too much pride, you're not going to be willing to look like a fool. You've got to be willing to have everybody talking about you and still keep on building what you first saw.
Oh, this is good. This is good. You must understand the difference between an appreciating asset and a depreciating asset. The depreciating assets are robbing you while you're buying it. Understand, don't buy it. Just understand that whatever you paid for it, when you drove it off the lot, you lost half of that. Understand that you bought a depreciated asset. Those clothes, all that stuff, depreciated asset. Money thrown forward, appreciates. A little piece of investment, mutual fund, stocks and bonds, throw forward, interest, money thrown forward, the further you go, God said, if you throw it up to me. I'll put it in storehouse for you. And I'll give it back to you, press down, shake it together, and run it over. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying to you. I say that to say, Noah has put his efforts into his future. Most of us put all of our efforts into our past. I'm still trying to get over the fact that I never knew my father. If you know that he's been dead by now, how long are you going to cry about that? All your energy is going into something you can't fix. It is what it is. I'm sorry. I'm all jacked up, too. It doesn't make you feel any better. My background is crazy, too. That's okay. But I'm a living witness that your past can be a mess and your future can be amazing. It can be amazing. If you stop working backwards, and be moved with fear and start building futuristically, now he looks like a fool because he's building something that doesn't fit where he is. He's building something that doesn't fit where he is. And all the neighbors are going back to look at that fool. What is that big thing? Mr. Noah got back in his back. Have you ever seen such a mess in all the early? They've been out there working on that thing every day. What is it? What is it? Does it crawl? Does it walk? It's on the dirt. That's stupid. But, but the rain hasn't hit it yet. I don't know why I'm creeping through this thing. Your dream looks crazy right now. It doesn't fit your circumstance. You can't even afford to do it. But the rain ain't hit it yet. Over my head, hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Because people are telling the rain is coming. The rain, the rain, the rain.
see, my language is always in my future. I'm preparing for what's next, not for what's now, for what's next. Maybe I'm not going to get a house with three flights of stairs. That might not be smart. Not now. You understand how I'm saying it? Maybe I should take on what's this, the fight of my youth. Maybe I should not take on the fights of my youth. They make you kill Goliath when they were young. But we don't want you fighting any more giants because you're too important to be ripped, to be ripped, trying to prove that you can still do what you used to do. You are more valuable at this age than you were at that stage of your life. And you don't have to go back and repeat what you used to do in order to be significant. We don't fight the giant now. We don't want the giant to kill the light of Israel. Are you enjoying where you are? Do you understand what you bring to the table where you are? And the third thing is, are you preparing for where you're going? Hi, I'm Patrick Orzik Coleman. What a timely word from our bishop. To keep on building, there is something great on the other side of your obedience, determination, and ability to drown out the naysayers. Whether you are building a ministry, a company, or just yourself, we want to give you the tools to succeed. Join us. April 17th through the 21st at the International Pastors and Leadership Conference right here in Dallas, Texas. This is an opportunity to make sure that the efforts you are putting in yields the greatest impact. We have great sessions planned for you. This year we are going to talk about life, balance, entrepreneurship, finances, and much, much more. For more information on what you can expect, head over to pastorsandleaders.org. There is still time to register and I want to see you there. God wants to change your trajectory and take you in a new direction. Move from the graveyard to grace. The enemy just sent a letter to your old address looking for you to be in the grave. But God has given you such a grace you can't even explain why you're not for your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's life-affirming four-method set, Grace to Grace, on CD. Everything you need is already done. You're not going to have to wait for it, when you get to seventy dollars or more, you will receive Grace to Grace on four CDs, the Frames Life Eight DVD, and the My Miracle Journal. You go from the distance to the designated, but ultimately you have to go to the divine. And when your gift is one hundred and twenty-five dollars or more, we will add this new King James Version compact large print reference Bible, perfect to take anywhere, so you are never without the Word. Let God's grace propel you higher than you ever thought possible today. This is an opportunity to do more than your great preaching. You know how to do church, but do you know how to be an answer to the city? This is the opportunity to be exposed to great thinking. What sets you apart from all the other churches in your city? If you can't answer me, I'll probably problem already. You're like the restaurant with no sign on the front. That you're much broader, that you're much deeper, um, that you have more going for you than you think. 
This is not your average leadership conference. We define abortion as something that happens in a womb in a clinic. When a child is not allowed to reach his or her destiny by education, by poverty, by racism, this is the kind of paradigm-shifting, mind-blowing stuff that you look back on and say, that was a defining moment. Make it a priority. It's unlike anything you've ever been a part of. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter Fest. Wyo Harris takes us on his journey of learning to put his trust. Struggle. 
go down, but you can let go. Cause you're trusted with this by your end. We're champions, we will win. I'm here to hold you.
Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile.
I wanted to throw the towel in. Didn't want to cry, didn't want to play. Throw my head in the air, just walk away. God, let me never let you go. You wouldn't let me always will be close. Every time I almost let go, God has kept me. And every time I almost let go, God has kept me. Oh, God kept me.
Stingray Music mobile app. Oh, 
Ten minutes. What, what? What? I wasn't counting my stopwatch. You know, kind of went dead. I figured you didn't learn how to tell time in the third grade. Well, well, I didn't have the education that you had. See, I needed a teacher like you, and then I, that would have resolved all those issues. Oh, because I would have whooped you till you threw every time with a car clock. Back of the phone. Bring in your knuckles, boy. <laughs> oh, shit. Didn't you read oh. the books about Sarah Dick and James? <laughs> you said what? Did you read the books talking about Sarah Dick and James? Come, Spike, run, run, jump. Stay outside, Spike. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I was a hard headed young man. Yeah. I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Dragging myself, fella. I'm dragging myself. Yep. You can go ahead and open this up. Oh, I can. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come with a heart of joy, with a heart of praise, 
with a heart to glorify and lift up your name, Lord God. So we realize, Lord God, there's no name like our God, Jehovah. There's no name higher than your name. There's no name, there's no one who can do us like you do. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we come, Lord God. Father God, come, Lord God, to seek, uh, seeking your faith and your will and your way. Your guidance, your covering, your protection, your healing, and your deliverance, Lord God. Because we know that it is available to us, Lord God, when we come before you. Oh, God, we praise you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for making this day new, Lord God. New blessings, new grace, Lord God, new mercies, Lord God. We see, Lord God, because you have given us a new day. Everything is due to new before your eyes, Lord God. Even those things that came against us, Lord, on yesterday, Lord God, they are things of the past, Lord God. And we want to praise you for the turnaround. We want to praise you for the victory. We want to praise you for the covering and the protection. We want to praise you for the healing and the deliverance. Oh, God, we ask, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit will fill this call, Lord God, that everyone come on this call, Lord, will come with the expectancy to receive the grace, the mercy, and the blessings that you can give each and every one of us. But, Father God, we know that you are the alpha, the, the maker of the beginning and the end. You are our our bright and morning star. You are the rose and shower. You are the El Shaddai. You are your Jehovah Jireh, the great I am. Oh, God, we glorify your name. We praise you, Lord God, for this beautiful day, Lord God, that you have blessed us with. We thank you, oh, Lord God, that our beds last night was just a bed of rest and not our beds for us to enter into eternal rest. We want to thank you, Lord God, that the Lamb blood was painted upon our doorposts you know, the doorposts of our loved ones and our families and friends, that the deaf angel had to pass by and not visit us. Oh, God, we give praise and thanks to you, Lord God, for us coming together on this call to assemble ourselves, to hear the words that you have for us, Lord God. So we lift up this man of God, Lord God, who you have placed on this call, this shepherd, Lord God, this laborer who is not weary and well-doing, so he knows that he's going to reap if he faint not. Oh, God, we ask that you would give him the anointing, give him the power, give him the words to speak, Lord God, that you have placed upon his heart. Even those of us who are listening to the teaching and the calling, Lord God, let us see the silver lining, Lord God, that's in the passages. Let us see our way through, Lord God, and press our way through, Lord God, so we too will be blessed in the time when you call us, Lord God, for to, to receive our rewards. We praise you and thank you, Lord God, for our family circle, Lord God, that have not been broken, Lord God. You have sustained life. You have given life. You have breathed the breath of life into man, Lord God, and we became a living soul. Father God, we pray for even those who are in authority, from the president all the way down to the government, Lord, and throughout the government, Lord God, to the state levels, even the city ordinance and the townships, Lord God, that their hearts and their minds will be turned over to you, Lord God. We pray for for their minds. We pray for their thinking, Lord God, to let them know that we too are your people, Lord God, and we are the sheep of your pastor. And Lord God, that they are to treat us as such, because we are members ourselves of a royal priesthood. We pray for those who are unsaved, Lord God, that their minds will be turned over to you as well, Lord God, that they will confess the name of Jesus, Lord God, as their Lord and Savior, because we, we know, Lord God, your word teaches us, Lord God, that 
No man can come unto you but through Jesus, Lord God. So we thank you for Jesus, and we thank you for the sacrifices that he had paid on Calvary's cross. We thank him for just defeating death from the taking the victory from the sting, sting from death and victory from the grave. So for defeating Satan's Lord God, and Calvary's cross for each and every one of our sins. He who knew no sins bore the sins of all mankind, Lord God. And so we know that we are forgiven. We know that we have the blessed assurance, Lord God, with you in the heavens. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. <coughs> <coughs>
We seek you, Holy Spirit, Okay. Arthur, you still there? Yes, sir. All right. This is directed to you, but it's inclusive of of everybody. Um, as I was praying, whew, wow. Hmm. As I was praying, I was listening to the Lord. He was saying, "The power of God that you've been seeking." comes through your diligence and perseverance. Oftentimes, we seek the power of God to turn situations and circumstances around. We we, we seek the power of God just to come forth and everything will be different. But what we often miss is the power of God that keeps us when we would have fainted, that holds us together when we're falling apart. You have the power of God manifested in your life. If you will continue to be diligent and persistent, you will get the breakthrough and the turnaround that you're seeking. I hear the Lord saying, wow, others would have fallen and stopped. But because you choose to humble yourself, seek his face, and obey, you have found the strength to persevere. Even within your family, even within your family, where they will, they, 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 some of them, some of them condemn you, some of them commend you, but mostly they don't understand how you do what you do. <laughs> and it's not just you doing it, but your attitude. And your and your and your oh, the ability to hold on and to keep the faith not just for yourself but for others as well. So continue, man of God, to press. Continue to seek His face. Continue to hold your head up high. Trust and believe for the transformations that are coming your way. Allow him to continue to increase in your life. Allow him to continue to anoint and keep you. You are walking, you are treading on serpents and scorpions where others would have been bitten and fallen down and died. But you said, No, Father God, I need you. Mm. I need you, Lord. Daddy, I need you.
thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. He is answering you, but he is also commending you and commanding you to keep going. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. He got you. Thank you, Father. He got you. He got you. Just keep walking. Keep pressing. Yes. Keep moving. Yes. Woo. Amen. Wow. Amen. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Lord, I shall. I shall. Thank you for that word, oh God. Thank Amen. you for using this man of God, Lord God, to deliver your message to me. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I Amen. shall. Press on. Amen. Yes, Lord. Mm. Yes, Lord. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I like that hit, home. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It 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 it, it, it made it, it came in a bowl. <laughs> it just, I mean, it just came and just dwelt. Just, just thank mm. you, God. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
fool. You're talking about changing your countenance. You're talking about losing the cares and the worries. You're talking about just going in and just pressing and praising your God.
Good morning, people. How y'all doing today? What's up, Nene? How you feeling, baby girl? Hey, I'm feeling like I got victory. All righty. She got victory, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. Thank you, victory. That's our cry. Yeah. I passed sound check. Everything moving. That's hey. I got suited and booted to take on another day. All righty. All righty. Okay. Okay. Okay, she okay, Pancho. The Cisco kid. Okay, where's the book? Hopefully this one didn't walk away. But you never know in this household. But here it is right here. Oh, uh, your house guest has a show home back up? Huh? They say your house guest has a show home back up in a while? <laughs> There's always some house guests moving around up in this camp. I just don't got used to them. Now. Y'all go ahead and leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Okay, so it's just like squirrels and raccoons up in your attic. Yeah, there you go. You get a noise All right. The unspiritual man does not receive the gifts of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The unspiritual, the original, the solical man does not receive the gifts of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. He is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The stolical are those who have not yet been born anew and hence do not possess a new spirit. Since the intuitive faculty is dead to God, all which they have are the faculties of the soul. They are well able to decide what they like through reason and affection, but not having a regenerated spirit, they are powerless to receive the things of the spirit of God. Although these individuals can think and observe, they still lack basic intuitive power. They cannot take in what God reveals exclusively to man's fear. Okay. I'm going to go there one more time. Your spiritual man does not receive the gifts of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. In other words, the things of the Spirit of God can only be discerned by through your spirit. And those who have not been born again cannot receive the things of God. So now, what about all these people talking about who they're in communication with God and they're being led by the Spirit or this and other? They're doing spiritual things, 
They have a spirit, but what is the key? Their spirit is not born, is not regenerated to God. So that means they're being led by the spirit of the world, which we know is governed by Satan. Because they are a spirit man, because they do possess a spirit, they will be they will be drawn to spiritual things. So the enemy uses that because he knows it's part of who you are. She's like a fish drawing to water. He needs it to survive. Spiritual things are spiritual things. You're going to be drawn to them because it's part of it's part of your makeup. But but the things from God will only come after you have been born again and accepted Christ as your Savior. The solical are those who have not yet been born anew and hence do not possess a new spirit. Since their intuitive faculty is dead to God, all which they have are faculties of the soul. So again, their intuitive faculty, that's that part of your spirit, that God reveals things to you is dead to God. Not dead to the world, dead to God. They are well able to, okay, now, let me ask you this. And I don't know well, who was discussing this, but just like you got churches where we go and worship God, you got churches where they go and worship Satan. Their intuitive faculty is, is directly tied into Satan. Just like we're going to worship God, they, they do it. So, again, their spirit is of the world, of the prince of the power of the air. So, again, it's not a lie to God. They are able... Yeah, I mean, some sweet tarts if you hear me crunch on something. Just letting you know. It's good for your breakfast, isn't it? Sweet tarts in the morning. They are well able to decide what they like through reason and affection, but not having a regenerated spirit, they are powerless to receive the things of the Spirit of God. Although these individuals can think and observe, they still lack basic intuitive power. They cannot take in what God reveals exclusively to man's spirit. How utterly inadequate are the natural endowments of a man. He truly has much, but nothing can substitute for the operation of intuition. Because man is dead to God, no organ exists to him by which he can take in the things of God. Nothing in the solical man is capable of communing with him. Man's most respectable mind, intellect, and reason are as corrupt as his lust and passion, but equally incompetent to apprehend God. Even a regenerated man, if he attempts to communicate with God by using his mind as observation, just as unregenerate does, instead of exercising his renewed spirit, he's absolutely impotent to to receive the personality, to perceive the realities of God. Those elements which belong to us naturally do not change the operations following regeneration. A man, a mind is still a mind, and a will is a will. These can never be turned into organs capable of communion with God. Okay. How truly, how utterly inadequate are the natural endowments of a man. He truly has much, but can substitute for, he truly has much, but nothing can substitute for the operation of intuition. Because a man is dead to God, no organ exists to him by which he can take in the things of God. 
And what made me go back over that, and I was thinking about um, what T.D. was talking about earlier today when he was talking about Moses. Do you know that your spirit, you can begin, God will begin to reveal things to your spirit. You begin to know things through your spirit that you naturally do. reason I'm bringing that up, and I have to go back through scripture to see this, but Moses built the ark. Moses wasn't an architect, not Moses Noah. I really have to go back and see exactly what he was, but he really wasn't a builder, but yet he built the ark. God gave him the mission. You see, we, we, we see the story, but what happens is as you begin to really live, grow, and mature, and you think about it, oftentimes God tells you to do something, you go like, really? How? I'm not capable. I don't have it. But as you begin to apply yourself, as you begin to get into his spirit, he begins to begins to teach you to do what it is that he wants you to do. And actually, that's nine times out of ten, that's normally how it works. And I mean, what I mean by that, you may have a, some natural capabilities, but you have all the spiritual capabilities. But the reason I'm saying that it's normally how it works, because, again, his whole thing is to get you up out of yourself. So he'll have you going in an area, arena, which you're unfamiliar, uncomfortable, but yet still you're willing and obedient. And then as T.D. was saying, you're going to become humble. People are going to talk about you. And it's not you're building something that is not where you're at. You're building something beyond who you are now. So you have to go through the processes and learn it. My daughter sent to me the other day that we have over 2,000 recordings on TalkShoot. I said, wow. Over 2,000 recordings on talk show. And when I thought about it, well, that explains a lot. That explains a lot. Because I remember when we first started this line, somebody told me, you know, y'all start, you, you're changing. I said, okay. He said, people are starting to think of you and look at you differently. Really what that person was telling me, she was starting to look at me differently now because she saw the changes that I was undergoing. And I just said, okay, all right. Okay, hold up.
All right, I'm back. All right, so basically I was talking about Moses and, and how God will begin to teach you things, but you just have to be willing and humble and obedient, and you'll find out that you'll do things that you that you normally wouldn't even understand how to even begin to uh, attest. And that's what I was talking about. We've got over 2,000 um, recordings on TalkShoe, and I'm just thinking about how we started out and where we're at now. But anyway, not only can the solical person not receive the things of God, he regards them as folly. According to the valuation of his mind, matters known by intuition are downright foolishness because they are all unreasonable against human nature, contrary to worldly wisdom, or in conflict with common sense. I, I need to read that about five times. Probably not going to do it, but, I mean, think about what's saying and then think about when you're doing things and going through things and, how sometimes you feel. It says not only can the solical, not only can the solical person not receive the things of God, he even regards them as folly. That's foolishness. I, you, you, your soul again, the, the spirit in your soul, the spirit in your flesh, can fight against each other. The solical things, the solical falls in, in the in the fleshy category. Excuse me, I like to interject for a moment. Good morning. Mm-hmm. But this is also. What you're talking about is when we try to validate and justify those things that we do mm-hmm. <clears throat> or say that um, we know has not caused any type of harm or anything to anyone or that it doesn't affect anyone, but we do know that that's, you know, a direct um, disobedience according to what God has said we should do or how we should behave. Well, I didn't harm anybody. Well, it didn't affect anybody else. It was just me. And it's how we rationalize and validate things that we do. Give me an example, dear. Well, for instance, I decide... uh, I'm trying to find a very good one. Don't pass up no exits. We had that conversation already. For instance, um, God has directed me or told me that I should, you know, pray for or that I should even go to a person. And communicate with them through prayer. Well, and he may have told me to do it about a specific thing. Mm. And I, I'm, you know, I, I'm straddling the fence of if I should or if I shouldn't, because it may be a person that I don't, that doesn't know me that way, mm. and may look at me crazy, like, who the heck is this and why is she talking to me? And he told me to, you know, inform her of something or him of something. I choose not to do it or I don't do it. But at the same time, what God told me to tell them, I still see that it happened. Mm. And I was like, well, you know, okay, God did, you know, 
it, it happened anyway, God, and I didn't even have to say anything or do, you know, do that thing. See, it happened out just like it should have, like you said it was. That still puts me, you know, in a in the line of being disobedient to what God has told me to do. Mm-hmm. It didn't cause any harm to the the recipient of the message, but still I was out of line, and I tried to validate that. Mm-hmm. Well, see, God, what you told me to tell them actually took place. Things are moving just in the way that you said it should move, and, you know, I didn't necessarily have to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. But God is still going to deal with me simply because I didn't do what he asked me to do. Didn't cause any harm to the person. (laughs) That we know of. Right. That we can see. And that's the key word. Because when we do the rationalizing and validating, we think we know, but we don't. (laughs) We just see that thing or made aware of that thing that God told us to speak to this mm-hmm. person about. Mm-hmm. We don't see any other, you know, we don't even see the other parameters or anything else that was involved. We just assessed it that things worked out favorably according to what God said in the first place. And mm-hmm. I didn't even have to compromise myself, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And okay, I have a question. Okay, so when God put it into your spirit to go talk to that person, the words that were coming from you, that could have been a boat, their plane, or their way in order to make the situation better, to turn it around, or even just for the person to take notice and be a little bit more clear in his action. But if the boat or the plane or whatever came to rescue him never showed up, then his hope was pretty much gone. So it sounds like we still got to come back for if we know the individual that's around your situation or either for given the given the the the, the given the Holy Spirit to be inside of us to say, Hey, go talk to that person, it still may be even linked to something that has to do with you. Outside of being told, just go up and talk to that person. And I believe one of the key things that you just said, Renee, pretty much is that because um we think that we have a full vision of what's being said, um, and we assume that it could just be um, for that one person. A lot of what God is directing you to do is really for you, for him to manifest, have his work, you know, come to full fruition and have it manifested through you. But our purview, our, you know, um, the way we look at things is 
pretty much, I guess, what you can say, one way or one dimensional. Yes, as I, I was just talking to someone about a couple of months ago, and um, something just told me to go help out this homeless man, give him, buy him a meal, and that's what I did. And when I went into the place to do that, one person came up to me and said, "Do you know him?" I said, "No." And you're buying him a meal? Yeah. I said, you have the same opportunity, too. If you want to buy him a drink, go along with this meal. He'll probably appreciate it. But you don't know him. I said, well, I've seen you around, but I don't completely know you either, but we're having this conversation. And I said, what is it going to hurt to get him something to make sure that he has a decent meal? And the way that we get it twisted, because we're supposed to not so much wait for somebody to ask us for something, but we're supposed to, when we come in the presence of someone, especially a stranger, we're supposed to ask, to ask them outside of how are you doing, what can I do to help you today? But see, so many people now, they get caught up in the behind. When you see somebody get ready to do something, go into something that don't make no sense, you had a chance to go ahead and steer them into the right direction, but then you said, well, that ain't me. It ain't got nothing to do with me. And then, well, they ain't said nothing, so I'm not going to do anything. And that's really the worst place that you can be. Because if that person can't talk, if he, if his communication is not going to line up where you can understand them, okay. What is going to be your excuse? If it's just down to getting him a cup of water because he's thirsty, he may be deaf and mute. But he ain't said nothing. Well, guess what? There's such simple ways you can communicate. But you got you got you, you got to be that you got to be that olive branch. See if things go around. If that if if if, cha- if tables was turned and that was you, then we hope that somebody would take that little bit of extra time to try to find out how could they fulfill a need that you're looking for, a basic need. Instead of saying, "Well, they ain't got nothing to do with me," well, uh, I ain't got it. And it just may be down to your last few dollars in your pocket. You go ahead and give it to this person over here, you wind up getting it back. It may be over in another area. You never thought about it. You need it. But we still got to look at how humble we claim we are and also still be accountable for the stuff that we understand and we don't understand. So. Comments, criticism? No, I'm not. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> 
Okay. Not only can a solo person now receive the things of God, he even regards them as folly. According to the valuation of his mind, matters known by intuition are downright foolishness because they are all unreasonable against human nature, contrary to worldly wisdom, or in conflict with common sense. So that's why you really have to begin to get develop your spiritual man and know his voice amidst the other noise that you hear. So that when God has you doing these things, which are going to make you feel kind of interesting, you can stay where you need to stay and not be pulled astray, not be pulled out just because somebody contradicts or doesn't see what it is that you're saying or doing. You'll be able to stand and stand there for The mind delights in whatever is logical, open to analysis, and psychologically appealing. God, however, is not governed by man's law, and hence his actions are folly to the solical. The mind delights in what it can see, touch, analyze, understand, make sense, or, yeah, I, I can research it. That's the mind. That is not the spirit. <clears throat> the God, however, is not governed by man's law, and hence, his actions are folly to the solical. The folly mentioned in this particular chapter is unquestionably referred to the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus. The word of the cross speaks not only of the Savior who died in our stead, but also of the believers who have died with the Savior. Everything naturally belonging to believers must go through the death of the cross. The mind may accept this as a theory, but it was surely opposed as a practice. Mm. The mind shut up under the folly mentioned in the particular chapter unquestionably refers to the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus. The word of the cross speaks not only of the Savior who died in our stead, but also the believers who have died with the Savior. In other words, you're going to learn to die to self. You're going to even learn to die to what it is you wanted to do. Your own desires, you, even, even your own understanding, you're going to learn to die and just say, okay, Lord, I'm going to just be obedient. This solical person does not welcome this word of the cross. He obviously cannot comprehend what it is, what it all, what it is all about. Reception precedes knowledge. Ooh, let me read that again. Let me read that again. Since the solical person does not welcome this word of the cross, in other words, I really ain't trying to doubt itself. I really ain't trying to not understand, not rationalize, not theory, not 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 do what I want to do. Even when you're at the point that you're not even recognizing that your soul is the guiding you and in charge, the very nature of your soul is to be selfish. That's the very nature of your soul. Look out for what it wants. Reception precedes knowledge. We want to know. We want to know. That's a, that's one of the reasons people struggle speaking speaking tongues. They want to know. No. Receive, believe, and move out. Then you'll get the understanding. How often is it that God wants you to under? How often is it we want to understand what God has us doing? He just tells you to do it, and then further along, after you've done it and you've been obedient, you walk the course for a while, a little while, or however long it might be, then you turn around and go, "Oh, now I see. Now it makes sense. 
now I see what God was doing. I wanted to get with this person. I wanted to go get this job. I wanted to go do this thing, and, and God kept blocking me. God, and then a few weeks down the road, you find out that, well, I wanted this job, but I ran into somebody who, who had the job now, and they're talking about how much trouble it is in that department. Oh, I'm glad I didn't get that job. Oh, I, I, I'm glad I didn't go out with that person because I saw the person he did marry. Man, is she going to hell? You know, all those things, but we get frustrated and aggravated because we God, God is not giving us our wish list. Come on now. We, we're, not, we're not getting those things we desire, and we think God is holding us back. Well, sometimes you might not even be ready for that which God is calling you to, so he's got to keep you in a certain position and prepare you. See, just like what Eric was saying, we don't understand the mind of God, and we have to learn to submit and just let him be God. That's his job. Reception precedes knowledge. The ability or inability to receive tests the presence or absence of a quickened spirit. Okay. The ability or inability to receive. Hmm. Test the presence or absence of a quickened spirit. The ability or inability to receive. God says something to you, do you accept it or do you reject it? God says something to you, and that, that don't make sense. I, that ain't me. Uh, I don't. I don't see that in myself. Uh, no, I don't. I don't do that. And then through hours, days, weeks, you go. Oh, I didn't know. That happens often. So what you learn, hopefully, is that when God says something, and you know it is the spirit of God, because it it it, it t- you get a check. It ain't somebody rambling. It ain't somebody's come out. There's a check. That's where the spirit of discernment comes in. So you get a check. You know, mm. well, okay. That's when I say I just file things up in my my my, my storage space. So file cabinet number thirteen. I don't quite see it, and I might not agree with it at that time, but I just put it up there because. I know that this is the spirit of God. Now, it's not when somebody just saying something out the side of the neck because you have the spirit of discernment. You should be able to discern when it is God and when it is not God. So now here comes another story. So now you get something, you say that this is God, but it's not, you're missing it. So the Holy Spirit uses that to say, hey, see, you thought that was me and it wasn't me. So now, again, this is why you got to go through the process and exercise your faith. And you got to do it again. You got to be willing to make mistakes. The capacity or incapacity to know manifests the vital or the moribund character of the intuitive faculty. The spirit first must be quickened before one is able to take in the things of God. Mm. The capacity or incapacity to know manifests the vital or more violent character of the intuitive faculty. The spirit first must be quickened before one is able to take in the things of God. So first of all, it's talking about you got to be born again before you can even receive the things of God. You won't even, you can't. ain't going to happen. First spirit must first be quickened before one is able to take in the things of God. With an enlivened spirit, one is also given the intuitive ability to appropriate the things of God. Who knows a man's thoughts except the spirit of the man? A solical person cannot discern God's realities 
before he does not enjoy that new spirit which carries with it the intuitive power of the servant. The spirit must first be quickened before we're not able to take in the things of God. Okay, in other words, you got to be born again. With an enlivened spirit, one is also given the intuitive ability to appropriate the things of God. So, God, once your spirit is alive, you'll be able to discern what is of God and what is not. Who knows a man's thoughts except the spirit of man? A soulful person cannot discern God's reality because he did not enjoy the new spirit which carries within it the intuitive power of the servant. Which carries with it the intuitive power of the servant. You have the God-given ability to know if this is of God or not. Again, but you got to exercise it. You got to put it out there. You got to be willing to make mistakes. You got to be willing to miss it. You got to be willing to trust God. You can't go into the deeper truths of God until you get past the minor ones. It just ain't going to happen. So he has to train and retrain you in order to flow with him. The Apostle Paul proceeds to explain why the so-called man is incompetent to receive and to know matters pertaining to God, because they are spiritually discerned. Do we not notice how the Holy Spirit repetitively stresses the fact that man's spirit is a place of communion with God? The focal point of this particular portion of Scripture is to prove and demonstrate that man's spirit is, is basic to and exclusive in any fellowship with God and the knowledge of divine matters. In other words, God is only going to deal with us in our spirit. It's a spirit-to-spirit communication. It's a spirit-to-spirit communication. And you have to learn that. So now, what do I mean by that? That's why I harp again on you need to be speaking in the spirit. You need to be doing it. You need to be doing it an amount of time. Because when you're spending that time in prayer, it's, it's so much more that, that, that's to it than you know. He is giving you strength, edification, direction, peace, whatever. It is. He knows what your day is going to have. He knows what you need. So when you're doing that, He's he's opening up and preparing you for what's about to come. That's just an aspect of it. Each element has its own particular use. The spirit is employed to know the heavenly realities. Now, we're not trying to despise the use of the soul's faculties. They are useful, but they must play a secondary role. So here we go again. They are useful, but they must be subordinate to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So once you're born again and you begin to discover your gifts in God, that does not mean you don't need to go to school. does not mean you don't need to get an education. Because now I'm going I'm to be just that. I'm, I'm going to be a soul. I'm a spirit-led person. Okay, you still need a foundation. You need a foundation both spiritual and natural. It's so much that one needs to learn. So you can't just just run off and start doing things. Everything needs to be subjected to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leading your spirit, which leads your soul and body. That's the order this needs to run in. Each realm has its own particular use. The Spirit is employed to know the heavenly realities. Now, we're not trying to despise the use of soul's faculties. They are useful, but here they must play a secondary role. They should be under control and not the controller. The mind should substitute to the spirit's rule and should follow what intuition fathoms of the will of God. 
It ought not receive its own ideas and then demand that the whole man comply. Emotion, too, should obey the dictates of the spirit. His love or hate must follow the affection of the spirit and not his own. The will also should bend to what God has revealed intuitively in the spirit. It must not prefer those choices which are other than the will of God. Hmm. Did he just break down the mind, the will, and the emotions? Did he just break down those three components and make up our soul that must be submitted to the leadership of your spirit, which is submitted to the leadership of the Holy Spirit? Because if we don't watch it, you'll miss it. I'm dealing with a situation right now. I'm in my, my soul. I'm saying, you know what? I ain't the one, but I'm trying to listen to my spirit and stay put where I know God needs me to stay put. Now, I'm saying that in reality. I'm saying that in faith because I know in my intuition, I know what God is telling me, but I know what I'm feeling. I'm like, you know what? I ain't the one. And in my understanding, I could I could see myself being okay, but in my spirit, what God is telling me is that, I need to allow this to happen for the best of me. Now, I'm just saying it like that, and I'm going to keep reading. Okay. Uh, question. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, too, that's a good exercise because it's also showing them for when you get ready to step out for what he asks you to do, are you doing it for you? Are you doing it for the world to see to make yourself look good? Or are you standing up yeah, and showing out to show your faith and the glory you have in him? Was that a question or a comment? It was both. Okay. So you're talking about what, what my particular thing and also what I'm dealing with? Yeah, it can be it can be with what you're dealing with, or I mean, so we all go through it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. And the thing of it is, if we're doing it so much to please the world, mm-hmm. which means that we're still going back into self. Mhm. It's true because we're trying to get some glory and out of it. Right now, if we just go ahead and just be a willing vessel. We're standing up and then doing the humble work God has put in us. And we may be, and it may not hit the popular vote. The mm-hmm. chance won't hit the popular vote. Mm-hmm. But who are we going to believe in? Are we going to believe in the world or are we only temporary, temporarily here for or are we going to listen to the voice of what we're trying to get ourselves into the right position in an everlasting life? Mm. And when you were talking about, um, you know, going in and, and learning of your gifts and stuff like that, for you to say and to go through the um, practice of being baptized, Okay, out of that, that's just your acceptance level. But you still got to go in deeper to learn more so that you can do better and to function more properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And if you give them a gift, if I gave you a gift, especially a wrap gift, what's the first thing you're going to do? Unwrap it. Okay, you may say thank you and mm-hmm. unwrap it. Okay, and after you unwrap it, you see what it is. It may be something that your heart desires, but then again, it just may be something that you need, but you never thought that you needed it. Now, are you going to unwrap it again and take it out of the context of what, of what holds it? Then the next step is, okay, are you going to go into the instructions to get a better idea on how it operates? Mm-hmm. Or are you just going to step by and say, oh, this looks, this looks pretty cool. I think I can do something with it. And then, because you didn't read the instructions to get a better understanding, chances are after a few minutes you're just going to say, oh, well, well, it's not suitable for what I want, so I'm going to throw it over here in the corner. But, if you go in and read the instructions, you get a better understanding of it. And out of that, it may be some more things that you may need to help build on. And for where at first, when you first looked at it and thought, oh, okay. But see, this is, how, this, is, this is one of your building blocks in order to build up the in order to build up your spirit. So just like you said about the um talk shoe has over two thousand recordings of us being on. Uh huh. Okay. Well it shows your diligence in it. It also exercises the faith. It's also something that has been done for over thirty days. So anything so a lot of folks say anything you do over thirty days it is not a habit. But it shows your diligence. It shows your faith. It shows that you're growing. People can see the difference. Hear the difference. Uh, so for even for things that you may not even um, realize yourself, but somebody else can come back and tell you, yeah, you know, well, yeah, because I remember, you know, and even when somebody brings back something from your past, that's a way of lining up to show just how much you grow. But if you just go by the stagnation and the image only, chances are that gift will never be open, nor that seed will never crack that outer shell in order for it to grow. Nope. Oh, boy, 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 boy. Okay, well, yeah, I'm not going to read too much more on this.
topic there. Each madman has his own particular use. The spirit is employed to know the heaven realities. Now, we're not trying to despise youth and soul's faculties. They are useful, but here they must play a secondary role. They should be under control and not be the controller. The mind should submit to the spirit's rule and should follow what intuition fathoms the will of God. It ought not conceive its own ideas and then, then demand that the whole man comply. Emotion, too, should obey the dictates of the spirit. His love or hate must follow the affection of the spirit and not his own. They also should be into what God has revealed intuitively in the spirit. It must not prefer those choices which are other than the will of God. Where the solical faculty is kept in a secondary position, the believer will make tremendous strides in the spiritual walk. Unfortunately, most Christians give them first place, thus eliminating the spirit's position. Is it any wonder they do not live a spiritual life nor have any spiritual work? The spirit needs to be restored to its ordained position. A believer must learn to wait in the spirit for the revelation of God. Mm. A believer must learn to wait in the spirit. Now wait in his soul because when you're waiting in yourself, in your soul, that's when the anxiety and things will come forth. When you're waiting in your spirit, you'll find peace. Unless the sense was rightful place, a man is barred from knowing what the spirit alone can know. That is why verse 13 adds, interpreting spiritual truths to those who possess a spirit. Only the spiritually sensitive can know things in the spirit. I'm going to just stop it there. And that is our lesson for today. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Questions, comments, criticism, concerns. Okay. Well, one is going twice, going three times. So I'm going to do the prayer list. Then we do um, confessions, etc., etc., etc. Morgan Farley, what are you looking for there? Morgan Farley, run the position, negotiation, 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 negotiation,
Brandon go switch it, go switch it around. Ross, 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 Ross. Courtney Collins, Brandon, switch it, go switch it, go switch it, go switch it, go start the daka. Switch it, go switch it, go switch it, go switch it, go start the raka. Switch it, go switch it, go switch it, go switch it, go start the raka. Switch it, go start the saga, sakra. Nick Brandon, Holly Samantha, you both get a position this program raka. You under position of position this program raka. You under position of position raka, sakra. Mr. Mars Maya, which could have a station of a station of a station of a star padaka? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star padaka? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star padaka? Which could have a station of a star padaka? Charles Briggs, which could have a station of a station of a star padaka? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star padaka? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star padaka? Which could have a station of a star padaka? Name three, which could have a station of a station of a station star padaka? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star padaka? Which could have a station of a star padaka? Brandon Skates, which could have a station of a station of a station of a star padaka? Joshua follows. Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star caraca? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star caraca? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star caraca? Which could have a station of a star caraca? Arthur's children. Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star caraca? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star caraca? Which could have a star caraca? Ethnic Pearson. Which could have a station of a mosque? This could have been Daka in this category. Brandon Shore, which could have been Boskid Gustation of the Station of Strakada or Boska Saka? Benny Frick, Charles Hicks, and everybody else on the list. Which could have been Boskid Gustation of the Station of the Station of the Saga? Which could have been Ditching of Saga, Sakarande, Shakara? Okay, the Moon family. Which could have a station of a station of a station of a station of a star of a darker? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a station of a star of a darker? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a station of a star of a darker? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a star of a darker? The Tolan family. Which could have a station of a station of a station of a station of a star of a darker? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a station of a star of a darker? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a Sata? Which was Saga, Sagrasa, Sakra? Teresa Crosby, which could have both get a station of a station of a Sata Kadaka? Which could have a station of a station of a station of Sata Kadaka? Which could have a station of a station of a station of a station of Sata Kadaka? Which could have a station of a service Saga, Sambosa, Sakra? Kim, Sambosa, a station of a station of a station of a Sata Kadaka? Umbushkin of the Sushi, 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 the S
Okay. Um, Tony Hagen. 
You won't go if you go. You, if you don't have a bath, you're not going. So now you make up your mind whether or not you want to do it. You know, you know. So I ain't argue with you about it. I'll come up there and help you. But if you don't take a bath, you're not going to brotherhood. What's wrong with that? Okay. Eddie Sapp, train area. Sean Stephen and David, who's gonna go fishing to 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 Robraca, Sumbuske, Shendaska, Sandraka, Sorase, Trombuske, Shernasa, Shendasa, Trombuske, Sharanda, Shakra. John Stephen David, which could have gone fishing to go fishing to go fishing with Sarakataka, which could have gone fishing to go fishing to go fishing with Sarakataka, which could have gone fishing to go fishing with Sarakataka, which could have gone fishing with Sarakataka, Sumbuske, Shendaska, Shakra. Tony Brooks, which could have gone fishing to go fishing to go fishing with Sarga. Push to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saragataka. Push to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saga. From Brasca to the Bosnish and Gasa to the Bosnish and Gasa. From Bosnish and Gasa, Shakara. Bobby Wooden, push to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saga. Push to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saga. Push to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saga. Push to go Sarasa from Bosnish and Gasa to Gasa to Gasa Saka. Malcolm Bright, push to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saga. Push to go fishing to go Saga. From Bosca, Sergasa, 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 Sakara. Richard, push to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saga. Push to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saga. Push to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saga. Rasaka, Sergasa, 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 Sakara. Dano, push to go fishing to go fishing to go fishing to Saga. Push to go fishing, go fishing, saga, 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 Oh, I did. Oh. Oh. 
Okay, what we got? Sick and chill in. Unsafe. Who's going to go? Who's going to go? That's going to go. Station to go. Station to go. Station to go. Saga. Hunter to go. Station to go. Saga. Saka. Sick and shut. Unsafe. Fresh mission of family. Deceased and hopping. Who's going to go? Station to go. Station to go. Station to go. Saga. Who's going to go? Station to go. Station to go. Station to go. Saga. Who's going to go? Station to go. Station to go. Saga. Saga. Sun Saga. Sun Daska. Sun Boske. Sun Draska. From Boske. Shakara. Ooh, Father God. Alrighty. Well, I'm woke, finally. So that much for sure. What we got? Um, Taking shot in deceased and hospice. Pressure diminishing in the family. Abuse and addiction. Hush, could I go session to go session to go session to saga? Hush, could I go session to go session to go session to saga? Hush, could I go session to go session to saga? Saga, 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 saga,
Talk about views and addiction. Oh, this is mine. Pressure diminishes and effects. Abuse and addiction. Seeks and hospice. Unsaved. Uh, congregation churches of Rumbos, Critical Session, Ego Session, Discritical and Daka, Rumbos, Critical Session, Ego Sandras, Critical Sanda, Rumbos, Critical Sarana, Sumbos, Critical and Daka, Rumbos, Prisoners and Missionaries, which Critical Session, Ego Session, Ego Session, Ego Session, Ego Grace, mercy, and faith for us to go fishing, go fishing, go fishing, so God, for the combo, so God, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, so God, ability to stand to the perseverance of the end, all rush, get to go fishing, go fishing, go so God, push, get to go fishing, go fishing, so God, for
Okay, all right, so all of this is done. So now we're down to prayer requests, and um, I need to put scratches. <laughs> and the grace. 
Lift up your daughter and, your, and her family. I pray for Tisa.
I'm going to do my decree in a second. I'll get to it. Okay. Um, I'll come back and do that. Just been trying to stand down. Father God. I come before you this morning, Lord, as I bring your word and decree over my life. In Deuteronomy 8 and 18, Lord, you state, but I, Samuel Father, shall remember you, Father God. For it is you, Father, that give me, Samuel, Father, the power to get wealth. The purpose of that wealth is that you can establish a covenant here on the earth. What you swore to my Father, it is this day. Father God, I thank you for that, Father God, for the power, the ability, the influence, whatever is necessary so I, Father, it's not that I can move in that arena, but it's that we can move in that arena, Father. As we're coming before you, orchestrating as you are orchestrating, we are following your leadership. So touch each and every one of us where we're at and put us to where we need to be, Father, so we can rise up to do the work that is before us to do, Lord. We give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. And amen. Amen. All Anybody else? Prayer request or decree? This is interesting, interesting, interesting how things just move around in this house. That's all I can say. Okay, prayer request the creek going once. Prayer request the creek going twice. Prayer request the creek going three times. Okay, all right, somebody close up and let's get out of here. Bye.
Okay. Lord, Father God, thank you for bringing us together and finding us worthy to participate in your wonderful creation of today. Thank you for this spiritual breakfast you just went through. Thank you for having us worthy students upon your word. And thank you just for our teacher. Stand firm. Lord, as it goes out through the day, keep that to his mind of remembrance of who we who we who you are and who he is. Will be a map upon his feet for his feet shall tread. And also to be open to anyone who comes across his path to hunger for your words, to search for your words, or to see the goodness of you and him to be welcome into learning your word. Lord, we know you have protective angels out. As he goes forth today, let him see your hand. We pray that he doesn't get distracted by the enemy. We pray that him himself don't get him distracted. So let's walk throughout the journey of his day. So we pray that you keep him humble, that you keep him focused, and for that, you, you will bless him and give him the desires of his heart, but also give him the blessings of his of him being obedient and, and humble to you. In the name of your son, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you Okay. I'll see you later. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.